welcome back to In My Opinionation, your bi-weekly Blossom Recap Podcast. I am your host, Mallory, and this week I am joined by my co-hosts, Jen and Eric. Hi, guys. Why was that a question? Huh? <laughs> it sounded like you went, your weekly Blossom Recap Podcast? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've just been watching too much Love is Blind because there's this one character, this one character, this one woman who every sentence ends as a question. Oh, no. Yeah. But the drama is amazing. If you haven't yeah, watched I need it, to watch it. What is it on? Netflix. Netflix. Watch the first season first, yeah. though. They're on season two. The premise is that like they take 14 guys, 14 girls, and they can only talk through a wall and then in two weeks they have to decide whether or not they want to get engaged and then four (laughs) weeks after they get engaged they get married it's like not even two weeks i think they have a week of being in the pods the the answer is no for all of those (laughs) yeah it should be i mean i will say that my grandparents did get engaged at six weeks they probably saw each other's faces though that's true that's true also there's (laughs) like the 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 possibilities were not as much back then We, we see more people now Right. There's more options. Are you saying my grandparents weren't truly in love? No, they were. They were. No, they were. They are goals. Yes, that's true. That's fair. (laughs) But anyways, this is a Blossom podcast. (laughs) Not a Love is Blind one? No? Not a Love is Blind one. God damn it. This week, we are looking at season two, episode 20, You Must Remember This. It aired March 2nd, 1992. It was written by Eve Nettleman and directed by the one, the only, Zane Busby. Zane Busby. Zane Busby. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> I thought it was Ted Wass now. Who is this Zane this Busby? Zane Busby. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to pull up my stopwatch and we're going to do the Russo rundown. Eric, yeah. are you ready to go first? Yeah. Three, two, one. Go. Blossom and Six camp out for CNC Music Factory tickets. Tony can't remember an ex-girlfriend and Joey babysits a baby. All right, that was seven and a half seconds. I shouldn't have said CNC Music Factory. Is is she really an ex girlfriend? Nah, I just uh-huh. wanted to say I, I didn't know how to label her in that little space. Okay. And I wanted to add a relationship portion uh-huh. of it, not just a coworker portion. Right, ex bang friend, one mm. night stand. Mm. We don't know if it was just one night. Sling. Oh yeah, I guess it was Sling just one is night. Good tattoo buddy. All right, I'm going to stop giving you words because, Jen, you're going to go now. <laughs> Tat bud. Tat bud. Ready? Tat bud. <laughs> In three, two, one, go. Blossom and Six are camping out for concert tickets. And then Joey has to babysit a baby. And it's funny because Joey is also a baby. And um, yeah, Tony and the chick and she hates him. Tony and the chick and she hates Tony and the chick. Oh, my God. I'm glad that both of our brains went there, Jen. It was 12 <laughs> seconds. I'm bad at these. That that was no, that was good. That That's was why I don't much, do improv. That was pretty much everything. <laughs> and it was more detailed than Eric's, but still within the time limit. Banana. It's Banana. improv. It's improv. <laughs> what if I just went hard no? No, yes, and just went hard no. And what? <laughs> <laughs> no and silence. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that covered everything. So I don't know that I need to. No, yes, no. you do. I okay. tried to Hold pull on. this shit All last right. time, and you yelled at me. I, I, will I don't do think the... we co- we covered everything. I'm last doing the time. timer. I'm doing the timer. Okay. All right. In three, two, one, go. 
Tony can't remember Lisa Remini. Uh, 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 Six and Blossom are getting concert tickets. And Joey babysits the cutest little baby. <laughs> baby. Little baby. 9.38. That's pretty good. Okay. You get zero. <laughs> zero? That's, that's a Bluey reference. That's okay. Everyone should watch Bluey. It's a cartoon for children. But everybody watch it. More adults watch it than children now. Is this the new My Little Pony? Uh, but heartwarming and makes me, my heart explode. <laughs> we are so off the rails and we're like 30 seconds into this podcast, you guys. <laughs> well, we're giving, we're giving people Blossom suggestions, some um, mm-hmm. Love is Blind, I totally almost forgot yeah. that name, and then Bluey, <laughs> Bluey, which is the best show on TV. So the IMDb synopsis of this episode is Blossom and Six camp out to try to get tickets for a CNC Music Factory concert. And Anthony cannot understand why his new work partner is giving him the cold shoulder. Work partner. That would have been better. (laughs) Yep. So I know we've mostly dropped the like trivia before we get into the episode section, but because this episode starts right off with the CNC Music Factory music video, I wanted Mm -hmm. to chat a little bit about CNC Music Factory before we get into it. Did it make you go, hmm? So CNC Music Factory was a pop R&B group that was popular in the early 90s. It was formed in 1989 by David Cole and Robert Clavellis, unless it's French, in which case I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, (laughs) The CNC of this music factory, if you will. Later, they added rapper Freedom Willis, Williams, sorry, Freedom Williams, and model turned singer Zelma Davis. They are best known for the song Everybody Dance Now, which is actually called Gonna Make You Sweat. Yeah. Most of their songs are like, here's a song title, but also parentheses. Right? Like the song that they're playing at the beginning of the episode is not Things That Make You Go Ow, which is what Zelma says, but Things That Make You Go Hmm, which is bizarre to me. Uh, So despite Zelma appearing in the music video and lip syncing to the female singing voice in Everybody Dance Now, she is not the singing voice on that song. It was Martha Wash, who was yeah. one half of the Weather Girls, you guys. Uh, and she recorded the vocals as part of like a demo. If I'm remembering cor- correctly, it was like a scratch track that like mm. later someone would re-record their own vocals. But they ended up using her vocals and not crediting her. So she filed a lawsuit for fraud, deceptive packaging, and commercial appropriation. The case was eventually settled out of court but Sony made the unprecedented request to MTV that they add a vocal credit to the music video. Nice. Mm. So when they aired the music video, it would credit a wash with the uh, vocals and Zelma with visualization. <laughs> yeah. What so, a fuck you. Right? <laughs> If anyone is interested in a deeper dive into this story, I highly, highly recommend the podcast Crime Show and the episode titled The Secret Billboard Topper, which is entirely about Wash and this case, like the interview and and everything. I heard this episode like a month or two ago and was like, I know this CNC Music Factory episode is coming up. I need to write down (laughs) the name of this episode. Like it, it was really good. It's, um, a true crime podcast but it's not all like murders and stuff obviously mm. like they did this episode about what's it called again crime show so yeah so that's my little that's fun can i say so they only had a few hits yeah. everybody dance now if you've been to any sports ball you know the, everybody dance now. like everyone knows yeah. that song so the other one i looked up a few of their hits and i'm like i don't know that one don't know that one 
the song just a touch of love i did not know it as like i have heard this on the radio Mm-hmm. The song goes, just a touch of love, just a touch of love. And I remembered it because it was used in a montage in the movie Sister Act. Oh. <laughs> and that's how my brain remembered that song. So there's the montage where the nuns are like, we're going to get into the society and clean it up. And it's like a sweet montage of a bunch of nuns like partying with hooligans and like painting and shit. And they use this song, Just a Touch of Love, from CNC Music Factory. Because they're spreading a touch of love to the community. And God, apparently. And God. (laughs) So should we get into our bubba breakdown, you guys? Yeah. Eric's nodding. This is not a visual podcast. All right. So we start with our- (laughs) You're doing this shit on purpose now. (laughs) We start with our cold open. Blossom and Six are dancing to CNC Music Factory's music video for things that make you go, hmm. As one does. As one does, I I do have to note it's not my outfit of the week, but Six's belt is on backwards. Like there's literally the <laughs> buckle is at her back. That was a thing. Do you remember that? Was it? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. Okay. And then having it a little bit loose as well, so you have the buckle a little bit down. It was weird. Man, the nineties were weird. <laughs> I remember the early two thousand when like low rise jeans were a thing, having the like hip belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the belt buckle. That's when that came back. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we learned that the girls want permission from Nick to camp out all night to get CNC Music Factory concert tickets. They need Nick's permission specifically because Six has already gotten permission from her mom, but only because she told her mom that Nick had already said yes. Mm-hmm. Classic. She, yeah. She tries to give Blossom this pep talk, but only succeeds in convincing Blossom that she can kick the crap out of Notre Dame. So I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever camped out for tickets or anything like that? Video game releases, book releases, movies. You know, Eric has. I know Eric has. I, yes. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to wait till you go. You go for it, Jen. Um, so we already had the tickets, but this is some more nerd crap. Um, so when they released Return of the King, the the third Lord of the Rings movie, a bunch of bigger cineplexes were doing like the full trilogy. So like you spent the whole day. It was basically like 14 hours of your life. Wow. So they did fellowship. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, they released uh, Return of the King and they were doing all the extended editions. So we already had tickets, but we got in line at like something like five in the morning to get really good seats. Wow. I may have seen you at that. <laughs> so the the funny thing is so we we skipped school that day to do it like we got parental permission or whatever but we definitely skipped school but then there were news crews there so my grandmother called my mom incensed (gasps) and said did you know that your daughter is not in school right now and has seen this thing with dwarves and stuff and your mom was like yes (laughs) yes it was like me and my friends and my friend had made like a little axe out of like tin foil so like i got the start of your cosplay baby cosplay i i was already cosplaying by this point (laughs) so that's my biggest thing i think eric yes i'm old enough to have (laughs) (laughs) to have camped out for concert tickets like u2 and tool or um, like all night yeah man it was fun that's what you used to have to do because there was no online ordering Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Like I, I loved it. Um, the community was really great because people who camped out were always the same people. Mm-hmm. So, because um, you guys are all fucking nerds, um, <laughs> but it was like I liked doing it because 
I feel like sculptors were not as bad back then mm-hmm. because no, because you had to go do it. Because you had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like they'd have people yeah. there, and you'd know which ones were the sculptor people waiting in line. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. No one ever like no band ever came to the line <laughs> that we ever sat in. But of course, I was doing that in like well, no, it would have been like Toronto or Hamilton that I would camp out for. Mm-hmm. I've camped out for video game releases. Um, I did the Wii one back in nice. two thousand and seven oh. or eight, and something like we we had just done two gentlemen of Verona. No, uh, Love Labor's Lost, and at the ca- at the cast party, a bunch of drunk people were like. You know the Wii comes out tomorrow. Let's go camp out. So we all went hammered. That's great. Well, not all of us were hammered. Um, we got dropped off. Uh, but uh, as we were driving, I don't know. Do you guys know Cliff Murphy? And um, yeah. yeah. So while we were all driving up, as we were approaching the Walmart, all of a sudden we started singing the Jurassic Park theme because we got really excited to get there. We we're like, uh, oh my god, it's so funny. And then like the it was. <laughs> the Nintendo um, line was actually really nice because people would go on Timmy's runs, pizza runs. Aww. We all had DSs because we're all Nintendo nerds. So we were playing Mario Kart all night. That's very cool. And at the end of the day, like at the end of the line um, at, or, or in the morning when they opened up, they were like, we only have a certain amount of Wii's. So they gave us out you know, numbers. And um, oh, they did do that. Just numbers. It wasn't. It wasn't randomized numbers, which I can t- talk about later once okay. we get to that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, we would. We all got a number to say how many or if you could get one. And the last person couldn't get a Wii, and it was a mom who wanted to get one for her son. So the guy in front of him, in front of her, gave her his ticket, and I was like, "Oh, mm. oh my heart!" He's like, "I don't need it right now." <laughs> it was the nicest thing because his her kid was there too and he was just like and you don't yeah. see that these days you know yeah. you see the like black friday people trampling over each other because mm-hmm. me 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 right like that's that's adorable i gotta be honest like i worked black friday in canada and it's never happened like none of that trampling generally when was the last time you worked black friday in canada 2008 yeah it's changed 2000, a lot since 2008 2000, no wait 2011 probably like the deals were good then, like, yeah. and I've gone to Black Friday, like, no one, I've never seen a trample. Most people don't care anymore. I, I, well, yeah, because there's the online. I still yeah. don't think that you would have someone giving up theirs for a kid, though. No, 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 people don't no. do that. But they don't no. trample each other in Canada. No, no, no. But okay, maybe that was an extreme example. But the, like, the sentiment of, like, people mm-hmm. thinking about others is not. Anyways, um, yeah, I never camped out for anything, but I do remember as a kid, my dad trying to get tickets to a concert um, and you could call. So they were waiting till Mm. the lines open. And so my dad was on the phone in our house and then his friend was in our driveway using a car phone because they wanted to get tickets together. (laughs) That reminds me of Hamilton tickets when they went on sale. Do you remember when that came out and everyone's like, Mm. get 14 different devices so you can be in the lottery. Yeah. My God. Was it for, was it for Sharon Lewis and Bram? That sounds like a Sharon Lewis and Bram thing to do for tickets. The call in. No, they used no, to do that. No, it was just regular Ticketmaster. Oh. Like it was some like a concert they wanted to go to. It was adults. Uh, I remember as a kid it, hearing. Um, I guess maybe that was just Ticketmaster. My parents going <laughs> calling in yeah. for for like yeah. kid concerts. Yeah, it was like because so I grew up in Peterborough. There was nowhere around where you could go buy tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, and like so the closest place would have been Toronto. I forgot about the. 
only certain retailers could sell tickets. Yeah. That was fun too. Yeah. So it was it was kind of like it is today where you like you can still go in person to like buy tickets to the theater, but you can also go online. So it was just before there was online, it would be mm-hmm. like the the phone lines open at this time. Yeah. Keep calling till you get through. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then I also asked Tristan if he had ever done this. And he was like, no, no, no. And I was like, what about like books or anything like that? And he was like, oh, oh. I do remember in university in the middle of winter riding my bike <laughs> to Walmart or EB Games or something to get World of Warcraft at midnight. <laughs> the midnight release of World of Warcraft. I, I also did the midnight release for the last Harry Potter book. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was that crazier was... than any of their <laughs> release because Harry I Potter feel, fans. I feel like the Harry Potter craze kind of like kicked off or amplified the practice of pre-ordering books. Mm. Like I remember you being able to pre-order them at the bookstore for that midnight release. Right. And like now it's just a common thing that like you buy a book before it drops. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So after our opening credits, we go into season one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep moving, guys. I gotta keep moving. So Tony is complaining to the full roster of Russo men, Nick, Joey, and Buzz, of course. He has a, a new EMT partner, Ellen, who hates him for seemingly no reason. Buzz is the absolute worst, saying that Ellen must be a feminist. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Buzz. However, I do take solace in the fact that the audience laugh here seems to be one of those. This joke isn't funny laughs. laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like the, oh, grandpa. No, not oh, grandpa. It's a. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Nick suggests the obvious. Ask Ellen what's making her upset. But Tony says he can't because just saying nice to meet you resulted in her hitting him with a blood pressure gauge. Clue number one. Nice to meet you. Got him hit. Oh, okay. Because they've already met. I'm going to walk Eric there. He looks very confused. Oh, I got it. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. So Tony takes off. We learn that Joey is babysitting a friend's 10-year-old brother tonight while his friend goes to a mother-son square dance. And Buzz actually makes a pretty, like a couple pretty good jokes here. So he calls the dance the Oedipus Hoedown, which is That was really funny. I laughed at that. That was so good. (laughs) And then he also notes that Joey and the kid are probably at the same level. I'm holding on to the actual line because that is my quote of the week. Mm. So I will say that then so we we know we watched the whole episode we know what's going to happen and i'll ask a different question when we get to that point but for now would you let joey babysit your 10 year old kid 10 year old yes yes yeah i feel like they would just play video games and eat junk food it is like exactly like buzz said like i feel like they'd be at the same mental capacity so like they'd get along at least would you be worried about joey like pulling out a playboy no 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 not for a 10 year old or talking about the like hot chick in the video game i i think joey knows his audience for the most part like at least age wise okay he says stuff to his siblings but that's because his siblings are all within his age range like i don't think to a 10 year old he would be like titties he also says things to the baby which will the baby doesn't understand like the baby doesn't Joey know that the baby yes i think joey knows that the baby doesn't understand (laughs) oh all right all right so then the girls enter, they're carrying sleeping bags, lawn chairs, backpacks, and their faces are plastered with what Joey refers to as their Lucy and Ethel faces. That was a great line. 
Great. Yeah. Blossom tells Nick that she and Six have talked about it and they've decided to come to Nick as adults and have an adult conversation and come to an adult agreement with him. She explains that the concert tickets go on sale the next morning and the only way for them to get good seats is to line up all night. She points out how prepared they are with their supplies, that there will be plenty of people around so it'll be safe. I think her arguments are pretty valid, but she does kind of like spit them out really quickly in like this nervous, anxious energy, Mm -hmm. which undercuts her adult conversation idea a little bit i think yeah but it's her she yeah. always delivers stuff like that yeah, yeah. She, was, she was also really excited i felt it was more earnest than anything mm-hmm. it was yeah yeah so nick reveals that he's already talked to six's mom so he knows that he's already <laughs> given them permission and he decides that he'll go along with himself so the girls the girls head out to camp out all night we cut to the girls arriving at the record store they're the first ones there which is amazing mm-hmm. I need to point out that Blossom's chair is not a lawn chair, but a beach chair, which I guess makes more sense for LA, but it means that she's basically sitting on the ground anyway. But now she's more loungy about mm-hmm. it. That's true. And and they didn't bring a chair for six. Like, that's rude. <gasps> Maybe she's more comfortable that way. Maybe. I don't know. So they have 15 hours to wait. Blossom lists all the things they could do in that 15 hours. They could get two nights of sleep. They could watch seven movies, read a novel, or write a Stephen King novel. <laughs> but it's okay because they one of them was supposed to bring a boombox and the other one was going to bring tapes so they can listen to music. But ha, hi, Jinx. They both brought a boombox and no one brought the tapes. Also, that would be a super dick move. Like in the middle of the street, just blasting your boombox. I don't know. That's a thing for me. Like people that don't use headphones on the bus well you know? I have, yeah i have to put myself in the 1992 headspace here mm. because when did walkmans come out and when did earbuds come out because walkmans were had, definitely the 80s so but even if you had a walkman could you mm-hmm. share your headphones like could you take one earbud out and give it to your friend you could you could bend them yeah you could bend them but that yeah that's what we used to do yeah. really you also ear, do that. also earbuds were in the 80s too Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They came with my Game Boy. They were awesome. Ooh. 1989. <laughs> okay. So they could have had headphones, yeah. but it doesn't matter because they don't have any tapes, anyways. So they're just going to talk for the next 15 hours. Uh, they start out talking about names, sticking kids with weird names, whether or not mm-hmm. they should change their own names. So let's talk about names, you guys. How mm-hmm. do you feel about your names? And also, Eric, how hard is it to name children? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Jen. Go. <laughs> See, we're Eric and I are going to have different conversations because my name is Jen, which in the 80s, specifically 87, when I was born, was one of the most popular names. So I had a group of friends where there were about five Jen. So we all had nicknames. So all my life, I have coveted a weird name mm. because I've always like, when someone yells Jen at me, I don't look up because I assume they're talking to somebody else. Like, so, that's how common my name was growing up. So what you're saying is I need to yell Jen because you write it in two ends. No, because one of my friends is called <laughs> Jen N. So I would not respond. My parents okay. told me once that they were going to name me Fern after my grandmother. And I got <gasps> so mad. And I was like, I am 100% a Fern. And I could have not been a Jen. <laughs> They're and probably I've been worried about, about it ever since. Were they worried about the weird name thing? Like, uh, I, I guess so. But like my grandma had the best, just like fully Irish name. And I would have loved to had a piece of that, you know? 
we were looking yeah. at Irish names for uh, Tala because Megan's yeah. part Irish, so mm-hmm. it would have been cool. Um, me, I my name's Erickson, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, once I it, it was a little weird at first. Like I didn't like it because it was different, um, and people mm-hmm. people would just call me Eric anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I I guess it was fine. I actually like Erickson now as I'm as I've gotten older and more distinguished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Please call me Erickson, but I don't want to be like one of those people. <laughs> They're like, don't Wait, call do me you, Rick, call me Richard. Do you really want us to call you Erickson? Because no, I will make that effort if if you would prefer to be called. No, Erickson. no. Honestly, I don't care. I like okay. I like it all. I like I'll I'll okay. take my name. I'll take my my full name. I'll take my nickname. I'll take any of those. <laughs> um, for for naming kids, we we had like spreadsheets of names as soon as like when we started. Like this this is our list of boy names. This is our list of girl names. Was it just lists, or was there something in the second column? Um. So the first one would be um what our first names would be and then we would rank it like we would move it up and down oh. whether we like it higher or lower um and then we'd we'd have a list for sec for middle names like we wanted the middle names okay. to to mean something so kateri's middle name is wilhelmina which is megan's mom and grandmother's name or grand oma wait oma oma that's the one and then for liara we would um <laughs> We would we we also had a middle name. It's Natividad, which is my mom's name. And then for Tala, uh, we did Cecilia because the saint of music and because we lived in Widen. (laughs) So so um, it was that. And like we would have a boy name and a girl name. And we really just wanted stuff that meant something to us. So Katiri is is a, a, a name of a saint that. Megan really liked growing up and one of her childhood friends name was Katiri and then for that's so cute yeah for Liara that's a Mass Effect character that I really like (laughs) (laughs) and it was a pretty name it also means um uh light or uh uh, like bright light or something like that in in um Hindi like I wouldn't I wouldn't just pick a video in the game name if they didn't actually have right a meaning behind it mm-hmm. and then tala is a tagalog name for star and in polynesian it's storyteller um and you know the, the, we would have boy names and girl names and yeah. it, it, it was i liked having that list of names like as soon as we found out that like we were pregnant um we'd be like okay got a name list gotta have a new list can't use the same list but maybe we'll pick some names from the previous ones if we that's, that's what i was gonna ask is that yeah. did the boy the boy list change each the, time or did the you boy just... the boy list did change because yeah. I, I when we started having kids with kateri our boy name our top boy name was benedict and that name got really popular when Benedict Cumberbatch got popular and we we're just like, yep. oh, OK, you're going down that list <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's going to be one of those popular, popular names. And yeah. we like that they that they're unique and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it sucks for teachers because they're like, OK, how do we say this name now? <laughs> Kateri, Kat, Katari. And then <laughs> Liara is pretty easy because it's just yeah. spelled out. But yeah. yeah, that's the only other thing is having a weird name. Sometimes people. The, the pronunciation is always like, mm. yeah, that's well, the other thing with Irish names is yeah, none of them are spelled how they sound. And we yeah. had the 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 good spelling um, Irish oh, names like, on there, like the real strong, like consonants where they shouldn't go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a C and D makes an H sound. Why is this here? We're like, yes, I love it. I mostly I wanted to hear what my parents would say when they saw the name and be like, yeah, what? Well, uh, 
how does that work? And, yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, well, great. I remember when Kateri was born, you texted me her name and I was like, Hi, what? Yeah. <laughs> how do I say this though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I love your kids' names. I, I mean, I have not a crazy unique name, but there's not a lot of Mallory's around. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know any other, other than you, to be honest. I, when I was five, there was another Mallory in my gymnastics class. Evil Mallory. Yeah. When and then when I was in university, there was another Mallory, and then and then I found out my husband's business partner knows another Mallory that also has my maiden name. Oh, weird! That's yeah. cool. And same spelling and everything. And, yeah, and oh. every now and then he like retweets her, and I'm like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in Toronto. Like it's so weird. It's super weird. Um, you should be friends. We should mm-hmm. be, yeah. Or enemies. Or oh. yeah, she's yeah, she's she's dark Mallory. Um <laughs> but yeah, so uh in terms of unique names, so my mom says that it was a joke. My dad is adamant that it was not a joke, but my dad <laughs> says that he wanted to name me Star Blanket. I think that's a little too unique. Two seventy. You know when they went in the it's- in the seventies and sixties and they were just like, We're gonna name you Rose Drop Petal. Mm-hmm. fall <laughs> well it's also very like not my dad because he's like not a hippie at all but he if i ask him about it he's very adamant that yes he wanted to name me star blanket people would call me star and i'm like i don't believe you <laughs> i think him acting serious is the joke mm. i i think he is has like rewritten history in his mind and now <laughs> believes that he wanted it seriously like he has convinced he's gone full circle of trying to convince other people that he actually wanted the name and has convinced himself that he actually wanted the name. Does he have a story as to why he picked that name? Or he wanted that name? That's a good question. I don't know. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I do know I was almost named Emma or Emily. Which is would that- have been vi- rare back when we were born, but is a super popular name now. Yeah. yeah. Is it your well, middle I, name yeah. now? No. No, my middle name is Louisa. Um, after my dad's grandma hmm. i like that name too yeah but my name mallory is um after my zadie morris which was my mom's zadie mm, okay um, yeah names are fun yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so the girls talk about names we cut to joey uh his babysitting job has arrived turns out it's a 10 month old not a 10 year old so many things here. So first we have the return of Deborah Jo Rupp as Lucy. Mm-hmm. Same character. So yep. that's fun. Second, do babysitters, don't babysitters usually go to the kid's house? Like how often are kids brought to the babysitter's house? It, it happens. Like, Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember this as a kid. A baby without any baby supplies? <laughs> that, that, that other, yeah. Other than that. Yeah. I remember, mm-hmm. I do remember people getting dropped off at, like, I, I remember getting dropped off at a babysitter's when I was younger. I have had kids dropped off at my place, actually. Like it was you a have? friend of my, it was a friend of my dad's and I was babysitting their kids. So they just brought her to my house. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But not baby, I, baby. No, that seems I weird. to like a home daycare type situation. But it wasn't just like a regular babysitter. Like if it was a regular babysitter, they'd come to our house. Yeah, I, I feel like with Jen, like it was someone that my parents knew. So they just mm. like dropped me off at a family yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the third thing here, now that we know it's a 10 month old, would you let Joey babysit your 10 month old? No, no. <laughs> 
Very hard now. Hard no, no, also, no. Freddie, he talks about Freddie like they're friends. Yeah. This kid is like 13. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. like a full child going with his mommy to a dance. I feel like it was just bad casting because they definitely are supposed to be friends. Yeah. 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 He's like five feet tall. <laughs> the, the Oedipus dance would have been funnier with an older kid, too. Mm-hmm. Now it's just yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really weird. Like, I had to go back and watch the first scene where Joey explains how he knows this Freddy yeah. kid because I'm like, there's no way these guys are friends because this is a middle schooler. Did they explain I, it? He says he's friends with him. I feel mm. like maybe maybe somebody pulled out at the last minute and this is just like the sound guy's son. <laughs> <laughs> like none of it makes sense. And no, the fact that like he's randomly friends with their plumber's son like none of it makes sense it's never mentioned again it never comes back so joey is obviously very uncomfortable because he was prepared for a 10 year old and not a 10 month old but lucy really needs someone to babysit this kid so she ups the rate to seven dollars an hour which joey agrees to but says if the baby poops that it's ten dollars fair enough get what you deserve yeah so joey (laughs) takes the baby up to his bedroom which again seems kind of weird like unless the baby's going down for a nap in which case you would need a crib or like a playpen i don't know why you'd go and hide in your room so much as stay in the living room where like i don't know um maybe he's more comfortable there and that's what will calm him down that's true that's fair yeah so nick comes to check on joey and the baby and joey is frustrated because every time he takes the bottle out of the baby's mouth the baby cries and nick says it's okay that stops in about five to six years Eric, is this accurate? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that it doesn't stop. It just hasn't stopped yet. Okay, great. Oh, no. Um, what, eight years now? Just of constant? Eight, it'll be this year of oh. yelling and screaming at each other. Children. Sisters, man. Sisters. Sisters. <laughs> They're lovely, though. They are when when we were up there recording in person and they were just like, come see our room. Come (laughs) ponies with it was adorable. Last night they had a sleepover in Liara's room. So it was very cute. That's adorable. So Nick leaves Joey to his babysitting and Joey decides to (laughs) sing Stevie Wonder to the baby. And you guys, this is so adorable. It was so cute. And he did such a good job, too. He did. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is I was like, OK, he's doing some real like pop star singing. So this is very mm-hmm. clearly when Joey Lawrence was like trying like this whole season, they're giving him things to sing. And I'm yeah. like, so he's trying to do his music career right now. Yeah, but it was still a cute moment. with the. It baby. was absolutely adorable. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, nobody ever sings to a baby that like I would not like put on my pop star voice mm-hmm. to sing to a it's, child. It's the and I feel like it was a very 90s thing that like breath out at the end yeah. of a sentence. Yeah. 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 He um he didn't release his first album until 1993. So this is all like hype for his album. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like they're yeah. they're starting to imp- like he's singing so much more this season. So by yeah. the time it comes out, people believe he can sing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also wonder if it's like a show TV show writers talk a lot about like as they get to know the actors and their skills, they start writing more towards the actors. So mm-hmm. whether or not he started recording, it could just be that the like writers know them well enough now to be like, oh, Joey's a good singer. We should like yeah. highlight this. Yeah. 
It was very adorable. Yeah. So Tony comes home at one in the morning uh, to find Nick making sandwiches to bring to the girls in line. Even though he's, he argues that he's not, Nick is definitely doing this to check up on, on Blossom and Six, which I think is fair. They're 15. Yeah. They're, yeah. you know, it's cute. Mm-hmm. So Tony then invites his new work partner, Ellen, in, thinking that Nick can help him figure out what's going on with her. So Ellen is played by Leah Remini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's perhaps most well known for playing Carrie Hefferman on King of Queens. She's also Michelle Visage's best friend <laughs> and a vocal ex-Scientologist. So should mm-hmm. we dive mm-hmm. into the Scientology of this all? I have a little bit more about her and Scientology. Can here. I give you one more credit before we do yeah. that? That made me laugh really hard. Yeah. So she was a voice on Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if any of you remember that cartoon, I remember don't, it very but well. That title is brilliant. I do. I, I do. mean, even if you never watched it, the title of the show is really all you need to know about yeah. it. So she was the voice of Carbine, and that just made me laugh really hard. So yeah. I had to say, <gasps> she's the she, voice of Carbine. Yeah, she also had. I think it was like a five episode arc on Saved by the Bell. Yeah, she yeah was when Stacey. they went to the beach. When they went to the beach, she was Stacy yeah. Carosi. So yeah. <laughs> these days, she spends a lot of her time discussing the cult of Scientology and trying to get it shut down. She had a reality show a few years ago called Scientology The Aftermath with Mike Rinder, who was a very, like, he was very high up in the Scientology organization. Mm -hmm. um, And he has since left Scientology and come out against it. And they would go and visit people who had left the cult um, to talk about their stories She Mm -hmm. currently has a podcast with Mike Rinder called Fair Game, where they're kind of doing the same thing. Um, And she's also affiliated with the Aftermath Foundation, which helps people who are trying to leave Scientology um, because they often don't have resources to do so. Yeah. So, And she's begun studying for a Bachelor of Psychology at NYU. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Scientology is scary, man. Like all the all the documentaries I've seen on it. Mm -hmm. It's um, definitely a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's you know you think like oh silly scientology haha but then you hear all the like really dark stuff and it's it's really damaging yeah, yeah. especially yeah. that yeah let, I, yeah <laughs> no no religion has set priceless to attain different levels of like enlightenment right yeah yeah isn't that if yeah. if a if a so-called religion is like keeping what they believe from you and like making you pay to learn what it is. They're not a religion, right? Like Scientology is an MLM. Yeah. With, with like physical abuse though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, it's weird that South park was the, the first first place I really understood Scientology through. Like they Mm -hmm. had so many episodes in like the nineties about making fun of Scientology, but using the truth <laughs> yeah that it doesn't That's seem real which is do. crazy yeah yeah oh man yeah like it's book of mormon <laughs> yes. that entire show yeah <laughs> scientology true. works very hard to keep like everything behind closed doors mm-hmm. but like there's the internet now yeah but you know what's amazing biker mice from mars because <laughs> not only do they have leo Romini in it as the cast they have ian Ziering, brad garrett mark hamill brian austin green luke perry <laughs> like, like this so cast is incredible the whole just general team cast of the 90s was in biker mice from mars plus mark hamill but mark hamill voices everything yes so. yes 
That's I cool. love that. <laughs> you should watch it again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Ellen is perfectly pleasant with Nick, downright mm-hmm. friendly. Um, she's making small talk, getting to know him, smiling and laughing. But with Tony, she is very curt and somewhat rude. <laughs> and Leah Remini does it great. That little, like, when Tony's like, oh, I also learned the piano. And she goes, yeah, who cares? Like, it's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. So Nick takes off to bring Blossom and Six their sandwiches, leaving Ellen and Tony alone. And it is very clear that Ellen hates Tony with a fiery passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up in Joey's room, he's still singing to the baby. This time he's singing, hush, little baby, but can't think of the things he's going to buy or get the baby until he lets his Joey brain take over Mm -hmm. and starts singing about how he's going to buy the kid a hooker when he turns 21 and take him to a strip club. Okay, so this is my weird thing with humor. I have in my brain this really weird line. I'm like, if if X, it's funny. If Y, it's offensive. Right. So for me, when it comes to Joey, I'm like, if you were to sing any of this to like a grown person, I would be offended. But because it's a baby and the baby doesn't know any better, for some reason, I now find it funny Mm -hmm. because it's it's a lullaby. I don't like I can't explain how I interpret what's funny. No, I think I think it's definitely a funny moment, but it's also like a little bit of the regressive Joey that -hmm. we're trying to get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like if he were to do that to. A, a 10 year a old, if, <laughs> if or a five year old, I'd be yeah. like, Joey, what the fuck? Be- because it's a baby who doesn't understand. I'm like, adorable. Yeah. Well, and when he does, like, after he finishes singing, he does have this really cute, adorable moment with the baby. Like, he gives him a little kiss and it's just, mm-hmm. and then they cut in onto the Are baby really close and, like, oh, baby, look at that face. So then we leave the baby. Um, and back at the record store, Six <laughs> reveals that she has promised two guys that they had already bought front row tickets. And if they didn't get them, Blossom could deal with the consequences. Are these boys but, we know? Because it sounds like. No. Okay. I, I thought it was weird. Yeah. 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 Six then pulls out a pack of cigarettes. Her plan <laughs> is to light one and wave it around to make it look like she's smoking so that all these like late night ruffians will think that they're like super tough and won't mess with them. You know what I thought was funny about that is that this is the corner where um, they had that, that sequence, that dream sequence where Blossom and Tony were playing on the corner. That's true. Yeah. So I, oh. I love that. This was the hard edge part of town. That this this little music corner place. Yeah. So against her better judgment, Blossom agrees to this plan, but of course, just as they're about to light up, Nick shows up. Mm-hmm. I think he does some good parenting here, though. He tells them that he he understands, but he probably wouldn't understand in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and also the cops just over there. So you're totally safe. Yeah. Parenting goals. Yeah. And he gives them their sandwiches and hot chocolate. And after a, a little convincing from Blossom, he agrees to go home and stop acting like a parent. <laughs> and then the impossible happens. Six runs out of things to say. That was really funny. yeah i refuse to believe though that they haven't just spent 15 hours talking before guaranteed they've done that's why she's run out of things Uh, they've they've talked for years there is there is uh back at the russo home tony is begging ellen to open up and tell him what's going on she's convinced that he's a creep but tony argues that he's a nice guy because he believes women should have equal rights he respects motherhood and he's not afraid to buy tampons 
like marry him honestly those are the three <laughs> things that make a good guy mm-hmm. i never understood the guys that don't buy tampons it just seems silly it's just a thing it's just a thing if you're not emasculated by doing it no 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 um i've definitely had to send like pictures of the exact box that i understand that's, that's different though <laughs> yeah i, I do I, understand that the, cho- the choice can be overwhelming the last time yeah. i had to do that i was at a shoppers with my video phone like the video call and be like which one of these is the right one i don't yeah. understand there are too many yeah there are too yeah. many you guys yeah, are too, too crazy yeah. wings no wings i don't get it always wings. wings always wings oh. always wings otherwise it just like moves around yeah no wings shouldn't even be an option <laughs> did you hear that yeah i feel like someone comes on my wall someone getting okay. mad that we're talking about like pads about and tampons? shit tampons. i, I, don't I know. assume I someone moms. is crawling through your air ducts like I die hard. I don't know what that was. Um, okay, where am I? All right. So Tony finally pulls out of Ellen that in 1987, he met her at a bar in Mexico. They drank a lot, laughed, watched a sunset, and had a great time together. Probably had, had the sex. Um, <laughs> I love that you can, I, you're so adorable and pure. I love that you can't mm-hmm. even say the word without preparing yourself. Well, I was thinking about how I wanted to say it. I was like, do I want to say they did it? Do I want to say they made love? Do I want to say they out. fucked? Yeah, like, I, that's Dogs. what that was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you said it like that, though. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that pause was just me figuring out what words I wanted to use. <laughs> Anyways, so Tony finally remembers. She's Ellen Travers, E.T. He's had her initials tattooed on his ankles for five years. This moment of his realization is brilliant Mm -hmm. like the way he just like flings his leg up onto the counter and like shows his et tattoo i i love this because it's so accurate to things that have happened to people that i know and possibly me as well so (laughs) it's 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 very funny people you know i am part of the people i know but yes um but yeah oh my god the the fact that this seeing this in in an episode was really really funny like just hilarious yeah so yeah i mean it is like a tony was an addict Uh storyline but not in the same way not a downer one (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it sounds like she kind of maybe might have been a little bit as well yeah because she she says i was drinking a lot at that time as well (laughs) yeah she says that she was probably partying too much which like I, I don't know that she's saying like, yeah, I was an addict so much as like I was in my party girl phase. Yeah. You know, like 87, they would have been probably on spring break. Mm. Yeah. Right? Fair enough. Like if he's in his early 20s now. 92. Yeah. 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 So I yeah, I mean, I think she just went through a, a phase. Um, but they agree that they're going to pretend that they've never met before and they're mm-hmm. going to start over fresh. That's um, it seemed really um, convenient that they're just like, oh, you know what? It's fine. All these years of resentment are totally gone. It's because they only booked her for one episode. Oh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> she would have been a good recurring character. I, I, I like her. Yeah, I think, yeah, she would have been a great, like, Maybe recurring she had. partner. 92. She went on to Cheers for a little bit. Oh. Some other stuff. Yeah, 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 she was doing a lot of, like, guest starring stuff around that time. So it's the next morning. 
Joey's catching up with Nick after his night of babysitting. He said that Buster kind of grew on him. He didn't even puke his guts out while changing the diaper. (laughs) And then he talks about how special babies are and how much they make you just want to like take care of them and, and keep them safe and teach them everything, you know, and make them laugh. But of course, Nick wouldn't understand. <laughs> so Eric, I want to know how this speech affected you. As I'm gonna man. go get my baby right now. <laughs> it was very cute. I loved it. I thought I thought it was adorable, and I was like, "Oh, Joey, you silly little dum dum." <laughs> yeah. Back at the record store, the manager comes out and he announces that everyone will be given a bracelet with a random number on it, which will be their spot in line, and the line is at the back of the building. Bullshit. I find this incredibly unfair. This is this is this does happen. Um very often but usually at the beginning of the night not but not after so people can usually come back so um oh so you go and get your bracelet and then you go, go and get your sleep. ticket or you like you stay in line for a little bit and then you get your your place um this happened a lot when i worked at future shop for like mm-hmm. midnight releases people would be like here's your here's your spot in the line because most of the time people didn't want to wait overnight or it was winter or something like that mm-hmm. Were they randomized or was it like they were you randomized up? numbers? Okay. Yes. So it so, wasn't in the order that you showed up. No. Um, most of the time, if they do do the overnight, like the full overnight, that would be in order of yeah. sitting, like Black mm-hmm. Friday or anything like that. Uh, it's not randomized numbers, but no. for releases, um, they would sometimes do that just to make sure uh, it was fair for everyone, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just found the fact that like this store probably knew people were camping out overnight and they waited until the morning to be like you're now 300th in line that was a dick move for sure yeah and and when they're like this is unfair and the guy's just like sorry girls like did you recognize him i didn't no um so he was the dude in the rockumentary episode that had the pre-programmed guitar That's funny. Okay, I'm still going with the theory of Blossom casting people she had seen in real yeah. life. Yeah, I like that. And that she she knew him from the record store. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. totally works. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so Blossom and Six get these shitty, shitty numbers, 281 and 344. They're super upset. They're starting to pack up their stuff. But, of course, as they are, a limo pulls up and it's CNC Music Factory. Mm-hmm. They're there to give front row tickets to the people with the worst seeds which Six says will definitely be them. And then the girls do the dance from the music video for the band. And Six Obviously. sings with Selma. And Six is better. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Jen looks so angry. I'm so unimpressed. It, it made Jen go, hmm. Uh. Made me go, hmm. Uh. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> was it like just the cameo? like, Or was it the whole episode? They're starting to do this thing. The cameos, like the first season cameos, I love because they found a way to incorporate popular actors as characters Mm -hmm. or like they made it ridiculous, like Little Richard, like they found ridiculous kind of funny ways to do it. And I feel like this whole season has just been like, ooh, they've been talking about a celebrity. Oh, this celebrity just happens to like pull up and not be totally phased by these girls screaming at them. And then we Mm -hmm. have a dance party. And this is like the fourth or whatever time this has happened. And it's just getting really ham-fisted. Yeah, I I will say that the salt and pepper episode was only like two episodes ago. So it does seem like a little too close together. 
And mm-hmm. the Will Smith one, because it was the only one at the time, I didn't think about it. But when you pair the Will Smith encounter with this one, with Salt mm-hmm. and Pepper, they're just kind of rehashing the same situation again and again. And I'm like, this would never happen. The Will Smith one seemed more genuine. And I feel like it could actually happen. Yeah. Whereas the other two are just like, okay, well, we wanted to have these people in. We can only have them in one scene. Let's I, do yeah. this one thing. I wonder how much of it was like the network being like, oh, probably these guest star. Because I don't, I don't think like knowing Blossom as an entire series, I can't see the writers or the creators being like, we need stunts. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, and they used to casting. at least yeah. they used to find creative ways to do yeah. it. And I feel mm-hmm. like the the writing of the cameos this season has been pretty lazy. Yeah, I don't. I I feel like it's coming at least close to an end okay these these type of cameos Um, it's also like the the cameos are there to be like hey we're here to solve one problem one big problem of your episode and that that's why we're i don't know it seems weird well yeah the salt and pepper one was like I I I liked Salt and Pepper better than C and C just because I like Salt and Pepper better. But they're like, more entertaining. Yeah, yeah, but that that one was literally like nothing to do with the plot. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, at least, like the whole plot is centered around tickets for that concert. So like, it's a little bit more connected than just like these stars showed up at my garage sale at the very end of my episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. It's yeah. So this is another one of those things where I'm getting the writing is getting a little bit repetitive. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get to our outfits of the week. Eric, what was your favorite outfit? Uh, Joey's at the beginning, that yellow shirt and then that mm. big... I like Joey's outfits because they're always so colorful and remind me of the early mm-hmm. 90s, and they're always like perfectly early 90s. Like It was yeah. just a great outfit. The use of patterns, like especially on his vests and stuff, like mm-hmm. the fabrics they find for him are so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jen? I mean, the hoedown outfits are <laughs> just... That's what I picked too, yeah. girl. <laughs> Man, they are just so on point and so stereotypical and everything yep. you want. Deborah Jo Rupp is not a tall woman. No. She is just enveloped in this, you know, gingham poofiness of red and whites. <laughs> and she has like a high side pony. It's just, it's beautiful. And I love it. Yeah, that was, that was also my outfit of the mm-hmm. week was the hoedown outfits. Uh, so let's, let's take a look at our, our quotes of the week. Chen, do you have a quote? Honestly, the, the Oedipus hoedown made me laugh. Damn really it, that was hard. mine too. Yeah, like it was just, and, and this is this is where I see the writing getting better. And we've talked about this before. They're picking their moments with Buzz mm-hmm. and he has moments of still being an asshole, but I find his zingers are less harmful than they used to be. And they're actually funny. Yeah, because yeah, mm. my, my quote was also a Buzz line from that same scene of him saying, you're right, Joe, you and the kid probably color a lot of the same books. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so yeah. sharp and witty. Like, Yeah, because he went with that terrible feminist one and then he did yeah. the kindergarten one, which I thought was, oh, cute. And then it mm-hmm. just kept on getting better. And I was yeah. like, the- yeah. Did either of you guys have a lesson of the week? Nope. Mine was just babies are adorable. Uh, Um, The the nostalgia is strong. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's score this. So out of five memory gaps, Eric, what do you give it? (laughs) I give this one a five because I really liked it. It brought back a lot of um, mostly it reminded me of my youth, like all this whole episode, Um, the the waiting in line, the the. The not remembering someone <laughs> and um <laughs> the um i thought the babysitting one was just a cute thing but it just it yeah. like all the storylines felt good to me and other than the cameo at the end i can't fault 
the whole episode for that because I really like this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jen? Three. Three? Oh my God. I, I didn't hate it. I feel like I've seen this episode before, kind of. Mm. The baby storyline was super cute. That was a new thing that I really liked. The celebrity thing we just talked about, I'm kind of over the way they're writing those right now. Tony's life is affected by drugs. Like they did it in a cute and funny way, but like Mm -hmm. Tony did drugs and a thing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I also gave it a five, uh, like Eric. Yeah, I I mean, even though they did, like Tony's storyline was about him having been an addict it wasn't as heavy like yeah. it was it was a lot more fun and jen and i were talking about this before we recorded i enjoy leah remini i find her very entertaining so i really I, I loved having her as the guest star um i like we've talked about before i like the blossom and six moments where it's just them having teenage girl conversations mm-hmm. like we talked about it with a sleepover episode and yeah the baby was so cute you guys oh, i just want to like pinch his little cheeks I'll give an, an extra half point for how cute the baby is. That baby is a full grown adult now, you guys. No, let's not. Um, <laughs> so, so that's, uh, that's this week's episode. Uh, in two weeks, we will be back with season two, episode 21 house guests. Thanks guys for coming and chatting with me. And thank you out there for listening. And we will see you all in two weeks. Bye. 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 <laughs> I made a question mark. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, the sun is going to surely shine.